We're just two guys. We're two guys, professional poker players. We bet on sports sometimes. We're just two guys. But don't you know, the NFL season is upon us. And sports betting suddenly legal in the United States of America. And damn it, it's time to make a podcast about it. We're doing it right now. We're going to set some money on fire. Let's do it. Okay. Um, so if, if you gathered from that, what I gathered from that, it would be that uh, you should not take this as advice. <laughs> That's true. We're not touts. The, uh, the title of the podcast is Setting Money on Fire for a Reason, because Jonathan and I, uh, many of you, I'm sure, are coming from The Breakdown, which is our poker podcast. Yes. We do consider ourselves experts in the poker world. We do. As far not, as Not all poker players do, but we, we consider us experts, yes. but we consider ourselves experts. And as far as sports betting is concerned... Um, we have varying levels of maturity at it. I am not much it's, of a sports better. Yeah. I just like to get drunk and make bad bets with Jonathan. Jonathan actually likes to try to win money, but he's yeah. not always successful. We're not saying that we're the best at this. We're not saying we're great at it. We're just going to try to make some money. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to undersell it too much, though. Like, we're not idiots. We're smart. We, we bring a particular framework and thought process to this. I have a fair amount of sports betting experience. Um, I did it, I wouldn't say professionally, but sort of semi-professionally for a few years back in the day, and I was successful doing it. So it's not like I'm flying completely blind here either, and what, what we're going to do is have a lot of fun, hopefully, make a lot of jokes, mess around, but also talk about why, we're, why we like the bets that we do and some sports betting concepts along the way, and you know, give what we think are good ideas, but as Grant said... Don't take this as, like, we're not touts. Don't take this as advice. By the way, don't trust any of the touts either. They don't of know what they're talking about. Um, yeah, so let's get into it, man. Well, let's talk a little bit more about what we're going to do on this okay. podcast. We have a couple things we're going to do. Mostly, we're going to focus on the NFL and the NBA. Of course. And there's nothing to bet on in the NBA right now. So not really. we're, we're just going to bet on the NFL because this is the prime NFL time. There's season-long yeah. bets to be made. There's weekly bets that start getting made now because the NFL season is starting tomorrow. Yes. So that's... That's pretty exciting. We're going to have a bankroll of $10,000 between us that throughout the, the life of this podcast, we're going to make bets on the air yep. that we, we claim we're going to make. We're actually going to make these bets, yep. and we're going to let you guys know how that's going. That's going to be a whole section at the end that we're going to talk about. We're going to do an NFL survivor pool together. Yep. We're going to see if we can win one of those things. Those are hard to win. I have won one Jonathan of those. Jonathan has won one of those. For like a, a significant one. With, there were 2,000 people in it, and I won. Yeah. So I have some reasonable... Survivor pool strategies for sure, and I'm gonna spill them all, spill all those strategies on this show. Yeah, all those gems, whatever, the, man. The, Make I, I won 16k one year. It was pretty good. That is pretty good on a forty dollar <laughs> buy-in. <right>? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you're gonna listen to anybody on this podcast, listen to Jonathan. Exactly. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Dr like, Grant's here for the funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's and, possible, and, and you're a smart guy, and that'll help. It's possible that this might end up being a podcast in the future where i drink during it as has happened oh, in the past i hope so yeah those are fun times yeah so we're gonna have fun we're gonna talk about sports we're gonna talk about sports betting and it's gonna be great you know and i'm looking forward to talking about the over-unders which we're gonna do on this show but we always are gonna start as we're gonna do with this show too with our best bets meaning if we had to make one bet here's the bets we sort of like the most right now right okay so yeah. what do you got all right. Um, well, this is a little bit of a spoiler for what one of my answers for the over-unders are going to be. That's and okay. When we say over-unders, we, of course, mean NFL regular season win totals as yes. set by the sports book. Correct. Um, and the sports book has set the over-under for the Detroit Lions at eight wins. Okay. And my best bet is taking the under on that. Oh, Because okay. I think the NFC North, the Packers, the Lions, the Vikings, and wow. the Bears. Jeez. What? 
No, that's a tough. Yeah, that's a tough is is the toughest division in football this year. The Bears just added Khalil Mike. Khalil Mack, making them an actual maybe contender, depending on what Let's their offense. Let's slow our roll the, a little bit on the Bears. Contender to get to the playoffs contender. at least. They they could at least potentially. They are they're a contender to win nine games. The Lions might that? be the worst team in this division. Yes, is what I I'm agree. saying. I agree. And eight wins is just not going to happen that often because they have to play each of those teams twice. So I think under eight wins is a great bet on the Lions. Okay, that is pretty reasonable for sure. How many games did the Lions win last year? Do we know? I don't. I should have right. known that before. We can call I that up. It's fine. Did that. Um, um, I feel like they were pretty good last year, though, weren't they? I don't. I think that might have been two years ago. Oh, they won like 11 games two years ago, for sure. Yeah. But anyway, we'll call that up. Um, let's come up with reasons. Let's talk about the other teams. So the Vikings were awesome last year. Yeah, the Vikings might be the best team in the NFL. They, they were, have. Go ahead. They have uh, arguably the second best defense in the NFL, maybe the best defense, depending on your opinion. A lot sure. of people think the Jaguars have the best defense and the Vikings have the second best defense. Yeah. But they just have great players at every position on defense. Xavier Rhodes, uh, Everson Griffin, uh, Burr, the linebacker, is super good. I think it's Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr, yeah. No, no, he was the vice oh, president back in the day. <laughs> Burr, the linebacker. Um, Harrison Smith, the free safety. He might Look be the best you. free safety in the NFL. So knowledgeable. Yeah, I know stuff. It's pretty cool. The Vikings are really, really good, and, and they got they got an upgraded quarterback. They got an upgraded quarterback. That's they the short have Thielen and Diggs coming back. Dalvin Cook, if he stays healthy, looked amazing for the, right. the brief time. They that missed he was... him almost the entire season. I mean, it's last possible year. they're a top five team on both sides of the ball. Yeah, they're going to be really, really so good. They so they're like no clearly better than the Lions, and are very likely to win both games that they play against each other. There's no doubt the Packers are going to have a winning record. They always do when Aaron Rodgers plays. Yeah, and if Aaron Rodgers stays healthy, I mean, it's going to be between the Vikings and the Packers for the NFC North, unless. Ha- well, well, I was going to say, having said that, by the way, the Packers. Packers went seven and nine last year. Well, that's because Aaron Rodgers was not healthy. That is correct. He broke his collarbone. Didn't yeah, he was um, out for the majority of the season. By the way, the Lions went nine and seven last year. Although part of that is that the Bears were terrible. They went five and eleven. The Packers went seven and nine with yeah, a broken which Aaron is Jones, very unlikely. Uh, Rodgers, very unlikely to happen this year. Well, it's, I don't know about very unlikely. He could certainly get hurt. He, he could. Hurt he a could. Lot. He could get hurt. In the hurt NFL again. people he, get hurt. Right. He could get hurt again. But, but the Bears, the Bears are going to be better. Yeah. Trubisky's a year older. They added Khalil Mack, which is going to make their defense very good, almost certainly. I mean, I think that's a big deal. I think the biggest deal is that they fired John Fox. John Fox was an old-school Jeff Fisher mold coach who played the most conservative offense in the history of football. Well, he there was were, doing it with a rookie quarterback. Yeah, but there were other rookie quarterbacks who, like Bill O'Brien, let Deshaun Watson go loose, and look what happened. Deshaun Watson's really good, though. Is, yeah, is it the chicken or the egg, It's Jonathan? the egg. You don't it's know definitely if, the egg. You, you ask me, I'm telling you it's the egg. You don't know. In this case, the egg is Trubisky. <laughs> he let Trubisky throw like seven passes a game. Yeah, that was a mistake. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> Too many passes. No, I, I like what you, I like where you're going with this. And I have to say, with the Bears adding Mac, it really does make sense. Before they added Mac, I would be I'd be questioning this bet. But I like it when they add the Bears really strengthen themselves. It's hard because the thing that is when we when we say over eight wins or under eight wins in this case, it means they have to have a winning record for us to lose this bet. Which is super sweet. Yeah. Like eight wins is just a chop. It isn't like the numbers in seven and a half. It's eight. So that's really so good. So you like you like the bet, well, huh? Well, there's a there's I don't know yet because I don't know what the price is. Okay, so that matters. Uh, under eight, you get minus one eighty seven. Oh yeah, that's the deal. It's a very brutal price. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that means they they have to get there a lot. Like almost two out of three times they have to finish yeah. under eight wins. I still think because because we chop at eight, I think we lose so rarely. It's probably a good bet anyway. Like I I don't think we lose. Um, 37, 38% of the time or whatever it would be that we'd have to, you know, as long as we, you know, like we, we chop a lot. All right. So 
this is probably a like good time for, for me to bring up that a lot of people are coming from the poker podcast. Yes. Maybe let's explain what minus 187 means. Or okay. when, when we say minus something or plus something, what that means. That's a great idea. Okay. okay. So everything in uh, sports betting is based off $100 increments, right? American sports betting. Yeah, American sports betting. Yeah, because in, um, in England, for example, they do decimal odds, which we can explain to, but let's not get into it. Um, so with American sports betting, the idea is always based around $100 increments. So if it's plus... The idea is you bet $100, and then they give you this much more if you were to win. So if it's plus 200, you bet 100. They then give you 200 more on top of your 100. So then you end up with $300 total, right? But you'll profit at 200. Yeah. If it's minus, so if it's like minus 187, then, then you'd have to bet $187 to win 100. Right. Okay, just to give people a sense of it. So if it's minus 200, that means you have to win like one out of every three times to break even, for example. This is like the short way to think of it. If it's minus 150, you have to win 40% of the time. If it's even money, which things aren't when you're betting sports because there's a VIG, so it's like minus 105 or something like that, minus 110, depending on where you're betting. You have to do like 52, 53% to be able to break even, which is, you know, hard to do. Yep. If you, by the way, to give everyone a sense of sports betting, if you can win like 56% of your sports bets, you're going to be rich. Just to give you a sense yeah, of it. But, like, but really that's hard not to do. Yeah, but that's not an easy thing to do. No, no, no. Almost no one can do it. Yeah. We're going to do it on oh, this show. Oh, of course. That's why it's called setting money yeah. on fire. So, so I like your bet. Even though I don't... The 180... Minus 187 is yeah, pretty brutal. That hurts it. If it was seven and a half, I wouldn't want to do it. But because it's eight, I think I can get behind it as a bet. Yeah. I like it. All right. Here's mine. All right. Mine is not a season-long bet. It's a, it's a bet this weekend. Okay. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are favored by three and a half points over the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Okay. So... Here's some things to, to take into account and to think about with this. Number one, right now they're not sure if Le'Veon Bell is going to play or not. True, although I would, I would, if we were betting on it, I would bet that he does. Me too. I think he's going to report on Wednesday and end up playing in the game. We're recording on Tuesday. Yes. Everyone thinks that he's going to report on Wednesday. This is what he did last year. Um, it would seem surprising. He's going to be giving up something like $800,000 per game if he doesn't report. I expect him to report. If he doesn't, James Conner is a reasonable backup. Yeah. I don't know if he's great, but he's reasonable. By the way, the players are super into him and are at least talking him up big time in the media. Sometimes they do this with weak players too, I know. But they're saying things like, you know, it's okay if Le'Veon doesn't come back. We feel really good about him. He's totally earned this spot. He's ready. Things like that. They don't need him to be great. They just need him to be okay. I also think running backs are often overrated in terms of the impact they bring, although Le'Veon is possibly the best running back in the league. I think it's likely that he is. Here's some other things, though, about the uh, Browns, which I think are important. Number one, in the last two years, they've won one game. They have the same coach somehow. They Hugh Jackson. That is another thing I was going to say. The only coach in NFL history to go 1-31 in his first two years and retain the job. Yeah. That guy must be able to sell the shit out of himself. How does he do it? This guy has had more than one job, and he always destroys every franchise. He's the Isaiah Thomas of NFL coaches. I mean, you Isaiah mean, would burn you down mean old Isaiah Thomas. Old, yeah, yeah. Not, well, yeah, old Isaiah, not young Isaiah. That's yeah. true. Um, yeah, Zeke Isaiah, or I guess old Zeke. Anyway, um, this yeah. so he's still the coach. That's another reason. Now, they, they have upgraded a quarterback in that they have Tarod Taylor, um, and, and they're Baker Mayfield him. is potentially becoming a thing someday, but not not this weekend. Not this weekend because Hugh Jackson. Right, exactly. They're not a, Hugh Jackson. Went average way to say Baker doesn't even get any reps with the first team guys right now because Hugh Jackson wants to win now, which is great. Except they're no good. They're they're not. They're good better enough. than they have been. Cool. They were zero and sixteen last year. Of course, they're better than they have been. The Steelers are one of the best teams in the AFC as they are every year. They've got a. Top-notch, high-tech offense. Their defense high is perfect. Tech. Yeah, pretty what good. What kind of right? helmets are they using? I don't know. You know, they have lights. Robot on. helmets? Light, they have lights. 
They um their defense is is always at least pretty good. Tomlin knows what he's doing. Tomlin I think wins this, every year. This is a, they're, they're going to win this. This game. year their defense is rated around middle of the pack. That's fine. They're playing the Browns, man. Yeah, the Browns are better now. I think the Browns are getting way too much love. In fact, the Browns I think are the most bet on team out of all the NFL teams hard for like knocks all the long, for all the long stuff stuff. Maybe it's because of hard knocks. Maybe not, but. That is another reason to bet. That's like I, I always want to bet against the public. You're gonna if you listen to the show, guys. You're gonna hear me constantly say this idea: betting against what the public thinks is the profitable way to sports bet. That's how I've made whatever money I've made in sports betting, which is some. Um, <laughs> I'm profitable to some degree for my career, um, and it's betting against public sentiment. So if people are into the Browns because they're on hard knocks or because they're excited about Terod Taylor and whatever Josh Gordon coming back and whatever else they think they're excited about, that's a reason to bet against them, not for them. So you think three and a half is too weak of a line? You think the Steelers will win by a lot more than that pretty frequently? I think Le'Veon Bell comes back a lot. If Le'Veon comes back, they're going to be a much bigger favorite. I think when Le'Veon Bell doesn't come back, Connor's going to be more than adequate. Running backs are fairly fungible anyway. And yeah, I think they're going to stop all over the Browns. The Browns are terrible! Yeah, so I like it. I don't know. I don't know if I agree that the Browns are terrible, but... I like that the line is set in such a way that it feels like it's accounting for the Le'Veon thing. Yes. And if we just make the assumption that he's likely to be back, which I don't know if that's a fair assumption, but I think it's an easy one to make. Yeah. Um, that, that makes it a good bet, and I, so I can agree with that. And if he comes back, he doesn't have to play all the snaps. He can play half the snaps. It's yeah. fine. Like He can be very effective with you know 16 touches. Can it's going to be powerful. Can we take a second and talk about the fungibility of running backs? Let's do it. Because this is not just going to be about sports betting. It's about whatever the fuck I want it to be. Right. Uh, and <laughs> so so what I want to talk about is the way GMs have drafted running backs, the the weird graph that you could yeah. look at if you looked at it over the past like 20 years. Even the last 10 years. Yeah, where, where for like, uh, I don't know, early 2000s, there'd usually be a running back or two in the top 10 picks. Yeah. And then for three or four years, the popular sentiment was that running back was such an extremely fungible position that it wasn't even worth drafting one in the first round. Yeah, I, I think there were multiple years where there wasn't one drafted in the first or, round. Or maybe one taken at the end, like Mark Ingram went 28th overall. I think the Saints traded up to get him. Uh, things I like think, that. Um, yeah. What was that guy's name? Trent Richardson was the straw that broke mm. the camel's back on that one when he got drafted second overall. And everybody was like, well, I guess we just can't gauge running back viability that well. Maybe it was his offensive line in college. This guy's a complete piece of crap, and it's happening. It's happened again. So I guess we just can't take running backs early because they're too hard to assess. I mean, the other thing that I think happens is a lot of a lot of coaches, at least, used to believe. I don't know if they still do, and this is, goes back to that graph you're talking about. But they used to believe that is it that big a drop off anyway? And this goes back to the Le'Veon Ball James Conner thing. Like, how big a deal is it really if you know James Conner plays instead of Le'Veon Bell? We won't know till we see it. But unless James Conner is like not an athlete, he's been in the NFL for a few years now. He's not a rookie. So the Steelers have kept him around. He's, you know, a reasonable running back athlete guy. He knows the plays. Like, is he going to be that much worse? It's unlikely, right? Maybe in a few plays, there's certain things that Le'Veon could do that he couldn't do. Maybe Le'Veon's better at catching the ball. Maybe Le'Veon has some better breakaway speed. But that's really going to come up and so, not going to make too much of a difference in the game, I, I think. And so I think that's agree a GM's with, thing, too. You agree with the sentiment of the GMs from about two to four years ago. I do. Which is when that fungibility was not in question. Now it seems back in question with, with picks like Ezekiel Elliott. Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, even Dalvin Cook. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Yeah, players getting drafted early again. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's swung completely back. I mean, I think Gurley was interesting. So they took Gurley in the top five. That was sort of the beginning of that. And uh, he had a good rookie year, though. He was hurt, but he had an exciting rookie year. Then he was terrible for like three years in a row. Whoa. But 
your timeline is so crazy off. It's funny. He this is this is gonna be his fourth year. Really? Yeah. Okay, it's terrible for no. This yep. is not gonna be his no. good rookie year. I refuse to believe. No, this is gonna be his fifth year. It can't be his fourth year. Yep. I refuse to believe it. Go ahead, look it up. it up. I'm looking it up. You keep talking. What year do you think Zeke is in right now? This is Zeke's third year. Yeah. Yeah. Gurley was drafted the year before Zeke. I, it seems impossible. I'm looking it up. You keep talking. Gurley had a good rookie year, a terrible second year, yeah. and a good third year. Really? That's what happened? Yeah. I felt like he had two bad years at least. Nope. God, that's crazy. I mean, I'm sure you're right. You're, you're, you sound very sure of yourself, and people are usually right. I'm looking it up, though, because I got it right here. Gurley, there he is. He's in his fourth year. Yeah. So he's had three years yeah. before this. Uh-huh. So he had two bad years. No, what? he didn't. He had a really good wow. year last year. Are you I just want to be, believe. Are you supposed to be good at math? I want to believe that I'm right. Okay, fine. So that's crazy. You're right. That um, I guess he had such a it was second year was such a letdown yeah. that everyone just soured on him. So, but Ezekiel Elliott has been great. Yeah, no I question. would say I would say Gurley has return value if you were to ask right now. I think so. Yeah, but the question is this: If we put other guys in those same spots, would they also return value? I and think, I think the, the answer is mostly I yes. I think the actual question that I would like to ask to to figure out the answer, which is an impossible thing to do because you need a time machine and different things. But if you put Trent Richardson there, not yes. just other guys, but the guys yes. who actually failed, yeah, um, who actually failed, put put Trent Richardson there, put Darren McFadden there, who was I think the fifth overall pick. I don't know if he counts fourth. I don't know if he counts as failing. I mean, he had multiple thousand yard seasons. He had two thousand yard seasons. That's multiple. He did not return value. Okay, that's like fair. you'd rather have Alfred Morris, right? Yeah, I mean for for what you paid for him and all. Yeah, that. yeah, sure. No, no, even at the same spot. I don't know that you. Would. Alfred Morris had sixteen hundred yards his rookie year. Okay, but you're acting as though that's on Alfred Morris instead of on the situation. And this comes back to the same thing. I actually don't think it's about putting um, the bad players who failed there. I think it's just about putting replacement-level players there. Like, if I can pick up a guy off the scrap heap like James Conner, who's basically just available, throw him in and have him return 90% of the production that Todd Gurley returns in the same offense and pay him nothing and not have to waste any draft capital on it, that's a better move, right? It depends. because Maybe if it's you 95%. Make that, it, it, which positions do you think are, are not as fungible? Quarterback, okay. cornerback, left tackle, those things. The guys who rush the passer. Those are the ones that feel like the least fungible to me. Those are the ones that get paid the most? Yeah. So like the NFL, and by the way, like you see running back salaries are just really low, like well, $4 then, million dollars a year. Changed to now. Else. What? Todd Gurley reset the market on that. That's true. He did. But before Todd Gurley, it was like, you just couldn't, like Mark Ingram, who had had a great year, signed out like a four-year $16 million deal with the Saints, you know? Yeah. Like, um, after his rookie deal was up. I mean, and that was clearly a reasonable deal for him to sign from his point of view, even though like quarterbacks make five to six times that now. It's just interesting that the pendulum has swung back. Yes, it's to, really surprising to me. Because, yeah, I think I think Gurley was the first year where I was I noticed it, where I was like, wow, there, there are multiple... Because Melvin Gordon was also drafted in the first that's round right. that year. Well, here's the other th- interesting thing that's happening. So there are teams doing the Saquon Barkley thing and taking running backs in the top five. Yeah. But then there's a few other teams, and this year it was specific. And this is the beginning of this, so it's just this year. The Patriots and the Seahawks both took running backs at the end of the first round, and they hadn't been doing anything like that for a long time either yeah. team. And I wonder if they're starting to see value in getting these guys locking them in for like four or five years at a cheap price mm. for running backs where they're sort of at their max. Like it isn't like a left tackle or a quarterback even where you need a year or two of development. Running backs are pretty much just plug and play. And once after the first four or five years, they're mostly shot. A few of them last into like significantly into their second deal, but most of them don't, you know, unless you take a lot, really good care of them. So it's possible we're going to see this kind of a trend too, where the cheap, 
the relatively cheap for late first round, early second round running back becomes a thing. Wasn't that what Le'Veon was? He, he was, was a second round pick, like yeah. an early second round pick, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I believe because they're in recent years. Those early picks seem to have returned value. I mean, if you're the Steelers, this is the real question. Le'Veon wants like sixteen million dollars a year. Yeah, right for like the next five years. Let's say, if you're the Steelers, should you pay him? He's awesome, right? I don't know. Every time he touches the ball, we were fantasy football guys, right? Every time he touches the ball, he returns incredible value in fantasy. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like he always scores like one and a half points every time he touches the ball, it seems. He scores a million touchdowns, catches a million passes, always seems to be productive. But what happens if he isn't there? Like, if I was Levy and I might be, I might show up on Wednesday because I'd be worried that James Conner is going to play. And what yeah. if he plays? What if he's just as good or nearly as good? Well, that could definitely hurt his contract negotiations. These things happen too. Like there was back in the day, the Steelers. This is like ten years ago. Willie Parker was the sixth round pick who was just on the team, like in camp. And whoever their main guy was, I can't remember who the guy's name anymore. Was it Jerome Bettis? No, it was um, a different guy who was their like a clear number one and like big time first round pick, fantasy football type guy. He was hurt, and Willie Parker just became the guy and was immediately really good. And now he was the number one. You know, a first or second round fantasy pick from there on out. You know, like guys just come in and show up and take over. And that's kind of normal, you know? So I don't know. Part don't of it may be about durability, to believe. too. Now, there's, I think the GMs are going to keep drafting running backs early until we see another streak of bad results. Because, it's going to happen. Well, but recently it's been all good. For all, basically, all the early first rounders have worked out since Gurley. I mean, putting Ezekiel Elliott behind the best offensive line in football is makes it pretty easy. Right, I, for that yeah, to but be let's successful. let's for a second forget about all of the situational stuff and just yeah. ask because there's situational stuff that goes with the failures too. Sure, um, there is. Just ask: Have there been any failures since the Gurley pick in the early first round? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, there's still like stuff that's out to the jury. Like Dalvin Cook, we're not sure yet because he hasn't I mean, played that much. He got much. hurt, but he looked amazing. Christian McCaffrey, I guess we're not entirely sure yet, but Definitely people not. are pretty high on Christian McCaffrey. But he he's not yet a success. Yeah. But he could but he could be one. Um, I mean, Saquon Barkley. If Saquon Barkley ends up not, be, everyone is talking him up like he is. I mean, he's going like sixth overall in fantasy drafts, like yeah. regularly, and which to me is crazy. But. I mean, a lot of the math guys love him based on his college numbers and think he's going to blow up the NFL. So yeah. we'll see. If he if he hits, then they're going to keep drafting him early. Yeah, because that'll, so. that'll be like a really good streak of. But here's the other thing that happens a lot, and this is this is another reason not to spend your. There's two main reasons not to spend top five draft capital on running backs besides the fact that they're fungible. Number one, when you do this, you're paying your running back at the rate of top running backs from the beginning, and you lose the value. When you take a left tackle or a quarterback where you get them at this incredibly cheap price for the first four or five years, that really matters. Like the Seahawks built a franchise in a dynasty around the fact they didn't have to pay Russell Wilson for like five years. Yeah. And you can't do that when you draft Saquon Barkley number two. You're already paying him as a top running back. He's like the fourth highest paid running back in the league right now. So that's number one. What was number? Oh, number two is um, you can have an unbelievable year at running back and your team can suck. That's true. And that is not true at quarterback. It's basically it's it's basically impossible. Well, it's, that's like Barry Sanders' career right there. Right. Like if you're a top, you can easily be the best running back in the league, and your team can win five games. That absolutely happens. Yeah. But if you're the best quarterback in the league, your team always wins ten or eleven games. Yeah. You're always a threat to win the Super Bowl. Well, there's no question that quarterback is more valuable than yeah. running back. Now you can be the best left tackle in the game, and your team can suck too, and you can be the best cornerback in the game, and your yeah. team can suck too. So quarterback that. is the only truly transformative position. Right. But when you're not going to get value from a dollar point of view as well, then it's like tough to draft. Like, I think what happens is Saquon Barkley is going to have a great year. The Giants are going to suck on paper. I'm like, is this worth it? Like, 
cool. He put up he put up Nintendo numbers. Who cares? Like yeah. they were horrible. Like no one cared about stopping him anyway. They were just you know it just didn't matter. Eli just kept checking down to him. So what? You know. That said, there there certainly is an impact by by a, like a, a running back who is better than replacement level. Like yeah. Le'Veon Bell certainly increases his team's chance to win. He has to. David to some Johnson degree. increases his chance his team's chance. But to I win. think it's harder to see than than it's uh, the eyeball test is can be like a bit of an illusion with these guys. Yeah. So that's with with a lot of football stuff. It can just be an illusion. I think quarterbacks are often the easiest, and even then, we forget like how much time the offensive line gives them is such a big part of it. Oh yeah, you know how good or bad the the coverage is in the secondary, such a big part of their success, and we can't see that. You mm-hmm. know, like you're Brady, you have Gronk. No one can cover Gronk. A, sa- a safety or cornerback is too small. A linebacker is too slow. You always have a guy who's either going to be open or being double teamed, which is going to open someone else up. It makes your life so much easier. You know, and then people say you're the greatest of all time. Hey, let's not talk about the Patriots anymore. <laughs> hey, this is a sports betting podcast. We haven't talked about that for a while. I know. But not a surprise. That was a fun discussion. Yeah. Um, fungibility is going to be a section every every week. <laughs> no, it's not. The fungibility section. Do not listen to him. It's a lie. So let's start with uh, our first real segment here. Besides, I guess we did our best bets, but we, uh, we're going to pick all of the NFL win total over-unders uh, based on the sports book, just like I had the Lions under eight wins. I liked that side of things. So... We're going to start talking about every yeah, every team's okay. uh, win total over Let's under. try not to spend like 10 minutes on each team. Let's go for like at most like 30 to 40 seconds on each team. Like just the key stuff. I guess we're not going to do it for everyone, but we're going to we're going to spend this the can't time be like a two hour show. If, if if somebody has a backup free safety with a potentially interesting <laughs> character trait, I'm going to spend three minutes talking about that. Character I mean, trait. I need to know what his story is. <laughs> I'm going to tell the story whether right. or not it's true. I'm going to make up a story. We're doing this in alphabetical order. You ready? Alphabetical order. Yeah. Talk about grade school. Nice. Thanks. Um, Arizona Cardinals. Okay. What's the what's the line? Five and a half wins is the line. Five and a half wins. Okay. So they are bad. They are very bad. They for sure have Sam Bradford at quarterback. He's going to get hurt. <laughs> then they have Sam Darnold, who people no, are, they don't have Sam Darnold. That's the Jets. Oh, that's the Jets. They have Josh Rosen. That sounds right. Yeah. I get those guys mixed up. Of course you do. Because they're white, um, and so I don't, I don't know. I think that's actually a pretty good line. <laughs> that's, that's well, a, I'll say this: so the, there's a price, which is something we're going to have to, as as sports betting guys, yeah. now we're going to set some money on fire. You always whoa, have to ask, whoa, whoa! Let's not call me a sports betting guy. That's that's overselling it a bit. Okay, I'm a guy here who's sitting and talking about sports betting. <laughs> You're right. That was too much. Yeah. I'm sorry. But um, as guys who are going to do that thing, you always have to ask, what's the price? Yes. It's important. So in this case, the price is pretty extreme. So it's minus 187 for the over and, my, and plus 155 for the under. So again, for you newbies, that means I bet $100. I make 155 if they go under five and a half wins. And I have to bet $187 just to win 100 if they, for, for them to go over five and a half if I want to take that side okay. of it instead. So the defense is a shell of what it used to be. Yes. That's pretty bad. The offense is a big question mark, except for David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald is still there. Their number two wide receiver is Chad Williams. Yeah. I don't know who that is. If David Johnson gets I mean, hurt hurt I mean, again, they don't like have an offense. Does Chad Williams work at Coldstone Creamery or is that am I confusing him with I might be confusing him with someone else. Um they that have a, was a lot that a of joke. That was yeah, a weird. They have weird a lot joke. of guys named named Joe basically on this team. It's just like, you know, it's a bit of a trash. Are you racist fire? against Joes? <laughs> Can you be? You, I, I think you've proven that you can. <laughs> I think you've just proven that you can. Mike Glennon is on this team, by the way. He's basically Joe. He's third. <laughs> he's, he's third string quarterback yeah. there. Um, yeah. 
So what do you like better between over and under here? Well, I like they're the, the, big favorite. To I like go that under. the under pays better. Sorry, sorry, they're big favorite to go over. Big yeah. favorite to go over five and up. I like the under. Well, let's let's think about their division. Okay. Yep, they got the Rams who are great, the 49ers who are up and coming, the Seahawks who are in trouble. The Seahawks on the down and down and, that's and it. coming. That's it. Is down and coming a thing? Yes, I think it's down and coming. Do that's, people say that? Oh, I'm lots of people. Okay, I I mean I say it. I think I, I like I like the under. If the Seahawks were good, obviously I would like the under a lot more. Yeah, of course. Um, I think course. they're likely to lose both games against the Rams, and probably like pretty likely to lose both games against the Niners. I mean, at best they're going to win two games against those those three other teams most of the time, right? Yeah. You'd be surprised if they win three games. So I like the under also. Five and a half is pretty good. We're getting a price at plus one fifty five. I don't gonna think be they're going to win six games podcast. that often. I know it's going to be brutal. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll chop it into multiple. No, no, you're gonna love it. We're gonna talk. We're forever. just gonna go forever. All right, well, let's let's continue on. I might get into the beer later. We'll find out. That's exciting. Okay, continuing on, the Atlanta Falcons, who went to the Super Bowl just a scant year ago, should have won it. This close to winning, they really should. The number is nine wins for the Atlanta nine Falcons. Nine wins. Nine Ws. All right, so Matt I Ryan. Got, yep, I'll tell you what they got. Their main guys: Matt Ryan, Devonta Freeman, and Tevin Coleman. They of course have. Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu are their two main receivers. Calvin really is their rookie, who's um, their WR3. People, people are high on him. Yep. Jake Matthews, the top five pick, is their uh, left tackle. Yeah, he's a great player. Um, Alex Mack is now playing center for them, and that's he's a very, very yeah. good center as well. That's and, what I got. And they have... An, oh, you're such a fantasy football guy. Talk yeah. about defense a little bit. I only have the offensive depth they have, in front uh, of me. Okay, well, they, they have uh, what a lot of people consider to be like an under-the-radar great defense as well. Mm. So like, people think they might be one of the best defenses in the league. Well, that explains why we're at nine wins for them then, right? I mean, I feel like that's... What, what are the prices here? Because Actually, I'm, I'm leaning towards over right over now. Over is the favorite. Yeah. The minus 153 for over nine wins and plus 128 for under nine wins. The only thing that gives me pause, because to me, they're like... Uh, they're not as good as the Vikings, but you know how we were talking about the Vikings sure. being really good on both sides of the ball. Yeah. So are the Falcons. So they're they're one of those teams that are potential Super Bowl contenders. The problem is their division. It's a difficult division. Is it? I don't the, know. The, the Bucks Saints. Are, the Bucks are going to be okay. Bad. The Bucks are are they're going to walk over the Bucks, but the Saints and the Panthers are both. I'm not sure how good the Panthers tough. are. I think the the Panthers are are going to be tough opponents. The Saints are good for sure. They got that y- all those young rookies who played so well last year. Good defense now too. Breeze is still great. Yeah, they got Kamara, who is sort of an offensive productivity machine. It seems and and Ingram and Ingram after Mike, after week four. Yes, that's right. Um, I don't know. They added Cam Meredith. I don't know if that matters. Um, they built their offensive lineup so they have a better running game, and we saw that last year as both yeah. those guys just dominated um, on the ground. Uh, so what you, I think I think the Saints are going to be really good. I'm really not sure at all about the Panthers, and I know the Bucks are going to be terrible. Yeah, Winston's not going to play at least the first three. So games. I guess the Saints are the really the only thing that gives me pause. I think I like the over even with the price. You got to win ten games to get paid. I like it. I like the over. I, I think, think I like the over also yeah. ultimately even with the price, but it's it's close. I think most of the time they're going to win about nine games, and you're not going to get paid. Is well, my guess, but you're not going to lose money either. So that's something. All right, let's do another one. You ready? Yep. Oh, your favorite, the Baltimore Ravens. Why is that my favorite? Because you love people in Baltimore. I've never been to Baltimore. You're also a big fan I've of birds. I've never met anybody from Baltimore. You're, you love birds. I've never even seen a TV show with an actor from That's Baltimore a lie. in it. You ever see The Wire? No. Yes. That's what I thought. Those actors were all shipped in from out of state. <laughs> Those are all DC <laughs> actors. <laughs> so let's take a look at what's going on with the Ravens, at least offensively. They added Michael Crabtree. Hey, what's the line? Oh, yeah. Eight wins. Eight wins for the Ravens? Seems high. Eight wins. They they actually um 
they brought in a uh, they drafted Lamar Jackson with their first round pick to sort of saying a lack of confidence in Joe Flacco. Yeah, but they're not going to. It seems like they're going to start Flacco. Oh, they're starting Flacco for sure. Yeah, the other teams in the division are, of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mm -hmm. always good. Cincinnati Bengals, usually pretty good. Yeah, they 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 could be pretty bad this year. Well, we'll get to that. And then the Cleveland Browns, who a lot of people think they're going to be amazing. Have you seen Miles Garrett? That guy is a warrior poet. He seems very good, (laughs) a warrior poet. I don't. You watched Hard Knocks, right? I did watch him doing i sort of speed up and fast forward through all the poetry uh so what do you think you don't listen to the poetry (laughs) now raven's big favorites to go over eight wins they're minus 172 to go over and plus 143 for the under that makes me want to take the under i'm taking the under yeah i really want to take the under if it was even money i'd be much closer it's mostly because i don't believe in the ravens it's not because of their division or anything joe flacco joe flacco sucks he's burt from burton ernie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not from Sesame Street, by the way. Burton or No, no, the, the spinoff show. <laughs> Why was there never one? Okay, next up, Buffalo Bills. Okay. Starting quarterback Nathan Peterman in week one. Nathan Peterman threw five interceptions in one half last year. That wasn't good. <laughs> no. No, it was not. So the Buffalo Bills, the number six and a half wins. Six and a half. They're huge favorites to go under six and a half. Yeah, that makes sense. Minus 304 to hit the under. Wow. And plus 244 for the over six and a half, meaning they, no one thinks they're going to get over six and a half. Their division wins. is what? The Patriots, the Patriots, Dolphins. the Jets, and the Dolphins. Okay, so the Jets are, they're probably going to win at least one game against the Jets. Yeah, sure. The probably. Dolphins aren't really great either. They're okay at best. And the Patriots are going to win both games. Both yeah. times. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess. At these prices, I don't like either bet very much. I'm not a fan. Like, I would. I don't like betting minus three hundred four on under six and a half wins for Buffalo. Let's win. take the over and root for the underdog. Sounds great. Let's Moving go on. Buffalo. You know that movie Bruce Almighty takes um, takes place in Buffalo. Does it really? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> All right, uh, Carolina Panthers. Next up. The over-under is nine wins. I was just talking about how I don't think the Panthers are that good, but nine is the number. Oh, the price must be better if you take the over. It is not. What? Oh, no, better. Sorry, you mean it You mean it like as good for, yeah, good for, the, for us. the person betting. Yes, it is. It's plus 167 over, minus 202 under. Seems like the world agrees with me that they don't think they're going to be that good. This I year. don't. Yeah, I think they're going to be tough like to, to beat, but I don't think they're really going to win Ten that games? many of the... Their offensive line is decimated right now. They got to win 10 games to uh, to pay off here. Decimated, by the way, means you lost one-tenth okay. of something. So they've lost one of their 10 offensive linemen. Is that what you're saying? Um, okay, they were octanated. Octanated? <laughs> they've lost one-eighth of them? <laughs> sure, But actually, not? it's worse than that. They lost like three-fifths of them, of their starters. Did they really? Yeah, including their tackles, I think. Well, they're starting uh, Taylor Moten, Greg Van Ruten, Ryan Khalil, who I think... He, he he's just the one who's been hurt. Yeah. I guess maybe he's on the men. Trey Turner and Daryl Williams. I've heard of one of those guys. That would be Ryan Clark. They have Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Their number one receiver is who now? It's still Devin Funches. Devin Funches. Torrey Smith is their number two. I'm taking the under. They That's have DJ, enough for me. DJ Moore is the rookie. Yeah. Their Give def- me the under. They have Luke Olsen. Their defense has Luke Keekley, who might be the best linebacker in the NFL, but he's consistently hurt. And he's old at this he's point. He's not man. old. He's probably 28. That's old in the NFL. I'm taking the under for sure. I want the under. All right. Even well, though the price is not so nice. Uh, yeah, minus 202, but still. Okay, here we go. Chicago Bears. Over. Six and a half wins. Over. Minus 181 over, plus 151 under. We already talked about this. No, we didn't. We talked no. about the Lions. 
the reason I'm saying over is because I'm from Chicago. I'm a Bears fan. Yes. Um, but I also don't know if I want to take the over. Yeah, because I don't think I like, want to take like the over. Like we were saying when I was talking about the Lions bet, the NFC North, I think, is a favorite to be the toughest division in football this year. Yeah. I mean... The Bears are part of that because they, they are going to be tough to beat. Trubisky could be good. Yeah. But also he could suck. Right. I mean, they have a lot of that on offense. If Trubisky sucks half the time... That, the half of the time that he sucks, they ain't getting to seven wins. So yeah. I don't know, though. Their defense is really good. It's a top 10 defense, maybe better at this point with the addition of Khalil Mack. They were already going to be a pretty good defense. I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but you know, whenever you import a defensive player into a new scheme and setting, sometimes they flop. I don't think Khalil Mack's going to be a total flop or anything like that. But, but sometimes they're not the, the complete dominant force that they were. He's, really special, a, he's a specialist pass rusher, which is more plug-and-play than a lot of other defensive positions. Well, okay. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying there's a lot of tears. Let's talk about Albert Hainsworth. Yeah, well, that was a clear like he was the best defensive player in the league. He signed with the Redskins. A, it was a disaster. That was a clear, just pure lazy. I got paid thing. Adelius Thomas signed with the um, with the Patriots as one of the best, as maybe the best linebacker in the league at the, at that point. Never really did anything again. These things happen. That's all. They just happen. I forgot about Adelius Thomas. It's easy to forget about. It's a sweet Thomas. name, by the way, Adelius. I'm naming myself that if I ever birth myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good name for your kid. I mean, I think she would do really well in life as an Adelius. I don't, Honey, I, how can I disagree? Yeah, I can't. Um, she can be anything she wants to be. Let's talk a little bit more about the Bears players on offense who are the question mm. marks because Trubisky is an obvious question mark. Jordan Howard isn't so much a question mark. He's a workhorse. He's oh, probably yeah. going to be fine. He's fine. Also, they have Tariq Cohen, who's quite nice. The as well. offensive line is improved. Um, Trey Burton at tight end is a, is an upgrade over what they've had in the past. Sure. He's a reasonable starting tight end. Okay. Allen Robinson is probably the biggest question mark on the team. Their whole receiving core right now is like full of like maybe. Like Taylor Gabriel is a significantly better than average slot receiver, but that's significantly better than average. I think you are for reading... a slot for a slot receiver, Come I think on. so. Come on. He's the greatest. You're ridiculous. Allen Robinson is the question. If he can have a year like he had two or whatever it was yeah, three years sure. ago, then they're they're in business. Absolutely. They got Anthony Miller, the rookie receiver. Yeah. He's probably better than Julio Moving Jones. Moving on. <laughs> I'm <laughs> taking the over. <laughs> Under for the Bears. All right. Uh, wow, we'll do just... one more right now. Cincinnati Bengals, then we'll get on some other stuff. You're such a hater, man. Yeah, the Bears suck. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Bagels. The number six and a half wins, but they are supreme favorites to go over at minus 201. Plus 166 to go under the six and a half wins. I'm taking the over, even at minus 201. I don't know. I don't know if I believe in... You got to get to seven wins. Seven and nine. Andy Dalton always wins at least I don't games. believe in the Red Rocket. He always... You know, they went to the playoffs for the first four years he was there. I don't care. They got A.J. Green. What's the problem? Joe they, Mixon's going to burst out, man. Joe Mixon sucks. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon averaged like two yards per carry. Joe's going to be mixing up some drinks for He's everyone at another, the Super Bowl celebration. How you be defending a guy named Joe right now? We know that you're racist against Joes. I, I'm not racist against them. I just, I just see Joes. I see them. You know, some people don't see names. I see names. I have no idea about their defense except for Vontez Perfect is always getting penalized still on that team? for being dirty. Yeah. I'm not sure if he is or not. What do you think? You want the over with the very bad price or the under with the good price? I want Six the under points. with the good price. Right, I'll take I don't the believe over. in the Bengals. Okay. One last one. I know we're going to done. We're going to do. The, we're going to finish out the seas with the Cleveland Browns. Five and a half wins over minus one sixty nine under. Plus 141. Well, I know where you want to go. Give me that under, baby. Don't do that. Accent. That's not your That's not your mother. That's an under, baby. It's good, right? I know you think. Austin Powers. I know you think you're doing a thing. Austin Powers, yo. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think it's possible that the under is a good bet simply because of hard knocks, like the every, everything getting just pushed. Yeah. So I think I'm automatically going to bet against any team that's on hard knocks just because the lines are going to be all wrong. It's a great idea. Honestly, yeah. f- maybe it may be profitable, and I'm just making this up, for the first week of the season, like for that game, for the hard knocks team, just to bet against them. Like yeah. automatically because they probably have more people betting in them than they should. Right. Smart. I think that's probably can can we talk a little bit more about Miles Garrett, Warrior Poet? Sure. I mean, that guy is impressive as shit. Did you he actually is super smart. He is really good at football. Mm-hmm. And I have never seen anybody as muscular as that man in my life. Like <laughs> really? Yeah, they showed him with his shirt off once in hard knocks, and I was like, What the fuck? A hum- <laughs> I only watched a the human, first two uh two episodes. A human can look like that? It's insane. <laughs> Miles Garrett, uh, he's very effective and good. Yeah. If they they were trying to get Khalil Mack too. If they had added Khalil Mack to that team, they I'd like the overall. They did lose the fourth overall pick to injury. I don't know if he's out for the season or not. Did they? Yeah, but do you know they had the first overall pick two years in a row and the fourth overall pick this year? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but they lost. They lost. Yeah, it. and and the other and one of the first overall picks isn't playing because he's Baker Mayfield. And right. So we just so they're only playing one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, the fourth overall pick was a cornerback. By the way, I yeah, his name. that sounds right. I think I don't think he's out for the season. I think he's just out for a little while. Okay, I think. All right, let's move on to some other stuff. Okay, Enough so... Enough of this over-under. Next, it's survivor pool time. Survivor! Jonathan, yeah. tell them what a survivor pool is. Here we go. Really quickly, you put some money in a pool with a bunch of people. In my case, I did it that time. We were talking about with 2,000, but you could do it with 100. You could do it with 500. You could do it with 10. And every week, someone you have to pick one team. Everyone picks a team in the, that for that week. If the team loses or ties, by the way, you're out. If they win, you survive and advance to the next round, which is the next week of NFL games. But you can only pick each team once. So you got to be strategic about who you take. Right. You can't just take the Patriots every week. Right. So that's what we're going to talk about now is playing your survivor pool, things you should be thinking about, and who we think you should take. Okay. Um, Go well, ahead. Let's, let's talk about general strategy because you have some thoughts on that, and you said you were going to give it all away. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Was... No, uh, here's what I've learned. No one listens anyway when I give it all away. Okay. I've tried to help people with survivor stuff, and they just don't listen anyway. All right. So, so it would it seem matter. like uh, this is from my noob perspective. Go. Like having thought it through for five seconds, what general strategy seems like it should be. You have to look at the entire schedule for every team, basically, mm-hmm. if you're going to be good at this. Yeah. And find the nooks and crannies where you can pick the bad teams that people don't really want to pick on a regular basis so you can save the good teams if you end up near the end of the season with like four of the the top 10 teams in the league still available to you you're in a great spot if you've made it that far um that is true but there's other pieces that that sort of fit together with that too one of the things you don't want to do and happens a lot in survivor pools is you don't want to be so careful about protecting yourself the first six weeks of the season to you know save all those good teams for later that you knock yourself out well sure which happens all the time now it happens anyway it's a survivor pool people just get knocked out but like it sort of sucks to be like well i didn't play the packers or the patriots you know or the seahawks or any of the vikings i had them all and i lost because i went with the Bengals. seahawks blow this year though um the other thing that's important the, the things that you really have to think about with um survivor pools in my opinion are number one playing at home is a really big deal and matters with this stuff like okay Home teams are like you really want to avoid being on the road if you can at all. Sometimes so you, you to, can't, but you almost should always take home teams. So you have to look ahead to the schedule for the good teams to see if you're saving them for road games by accident, which would be a mistake. Yeah, sometimes you have to take a good team on the road, and yeah. that's fine. Sometimes you get a great matchup; it doesn't matter. You know, you get the best team in the league against the worst team in the league on the road. Patriots, Jets. Yeah, but usually those are dog fights. Not always, but those are often dog fights when they're on the road, and sometimes those you know they don't work out the way you want them to. Um, 
So that's one piece. Another piece that really, really matters that most people don't think about at all is who is everyone else going to take each week? So even though there's something like 16 games each week, right, until the buys come in anyway, yeah. it isn't like they're, they're um, proportioned out correctly and it's one sixteenth of your pool is going to take each game. Or, you know, a really one thirty-second of your pool is going to take each thing. Usually what's going to happen is about half your pool is going to pick one team. Something like that. A third of the pool is going to take the Patriots against the Cardinals. Sure. Or something like that, right? So what that means is, especially if you're in a big pool, like I have often been in big pools, like 500 people, 1,000 people, 2,000 people, stuff like that. You need large groups of people to get knocked out to have any chance of winning. So like your only path to winning is for big upsets to happen in over the course of the season, which happens anyway, right? So you have to sort of bet on the big upsets. And when you think a large amount of people are going to take a team, avoid taking that team at the same time and hope for the upset. Because when the money line is like the Patriots are like, let's take a look this this uh, week. Let me go to the uh, the NFL here. I don't know. I mean, it's going to take a second to call it up. But like the biggest favorite this week is going to be something like, I don't know, probably minus 14 points or something like that. That's usually what it is. Uh, I think I was looking at that earlier, and there's actually not a favorite that big. Oh, really? I think so it's, it's smaller. More like nine and a half is the biggest favorite. Yeah, it looks like nine and a half is the Saints over the Buccaneers. Saints at home over the Buccaneers. Yep, that's currently the, the one. So now that seems like the Saints are a lock to win, right? Yeah. For all the reasons. Winston isn't playing, so on and so forth. But if you look at the money line, Saints Buccaneers right now is Saints are basically minus 400 to win that game, which means 20% of the time they lose. Yeah. So if you get a bunch of the pool taking the Saints, which will happen in your pool if you're playing a big pool, just don't take the Saints and pray that they, this is the 20% of the time when they lose, and you lose like 40% of the pool just like that. That's yeah. how you win. That's how you win survivor pools. That's how I won my survivor pool is you make bets like that and you need good things to happen, but you always do if you're going to outlast 100 people right. or 1000 people. It's a very high like variance that. form of betting. Right. Um, so, go ahead. The, related to that strategy, which is a gem, Jonathan, thank you. You're welcome. That you're, you're basically rooting for teams to lose rather than rooting for your team to win, especially early on. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the nuclear option because that's just such a fun strategic element, little stratagem from from survivor pools past. Yeah. So you, you're Here better at explaining it than so, I am. So, I mean, this is when you're down to just a few people. Right. So like say there's like, like nine players left. Nine players left. Now, you have to know these players pretty well, which you can by seeing how what they've picked before and who's left on their teams. Sometimes it's pretty clear everyone's going to take the same team. It has to be, or else you can't do the nuclear. Yeah, action. so you really need everyone to do it. But let's say, you know, it's a, it's a game like this. Saints, you know, and every other game is terrible. There's no right. good... And, and when you're near the end of the season, which there would be if there's like nine players left, yeah. there's not too many things left, but maybe the season's worked out in such a way that everyone has the Saints left and they're a huge favorite and you see these guys are just picking based on whoever the huge favorite is. So you're like, yeah. they're all going to take the Saints. So the nuclear option is to take the team the Saints are playing. Right. And so that team wins, as we saw in this case, like 20% of the time, which means 20% of the time you win the pool even though you only make up one-tenth of the pool yourself, 10% of the pool. You're crushing the expected value. Yep. Although you lose a lot. Yes, you do. <laughs> so 80% of the time, you're going to get knocked out. But in theory, 90% of the time, you're going to get knocked out if you just play it normally. Right? You right. play it straight up. You don't have to take the nuclear option. You could do it differently. Take a different game where you're still a favorite and hope the Saints lose anyway. But then you need two things to happen. right? You need to win and you need the Saints to lose. In this case, you just need the Saints to lose. It's pretty sweet. My yeah. friend uh, Matt Matris has done the nuclear option before. Uh, with like 12 people left in a big survivor pool. Man, it must be really tough to pull the trigger on that. You're I don't like, know how he did it. I guess I'm taking the, the Jets the Jets to beat the Vikings on the in, road in week you know, 15. And in the Minnesota. Vi- and the Vikings are in a tough battle for NFC North, so they're definitely going to be 
playing hard. And they're twelve and three. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's like that. And the Jets are four and six yeah. or four and nine or whatever. I mean, it's literally like yeah. That's and you're like, option. but I'm clicking on this Jets button right now yep. because strategically it makes sense. I'm Be- doing it. Yeah. I'm clicking but, the button. But like when you win, when when you know the the few times it actually comes through the twenty percent of the time you win. How what are the entire pool? And the pool is often going to be thousands and thousands of dollars, depending on, of course, what yeah. pool you're in. Yeah. Um, the other thing you want to be uh, taking into account with Survivor stuff, you're talking about like knowing the whole schedule. So you do often want to plan ahead for like not just this week, but the next few weeks. Yeah. But you have to plan ahead, keeping in mind who everyone else is going to be taking in the future, too. So like you can't just say, well, I'm not going to take the Patriots this week. I'm going to take them week four because I see they've got a great matchup. I'll save them. But a lot of people are going to do that. So you have to look at that and say, well, are they? Can I? I'm not really going to be able to take the Patriots in Week Four. Are so many people going to be taking them? I'm still going to have to take the number two team. Who's that? Is that a good matchup? Should I still be planning to take that team in Week Four? Or should I do this all differently? These are things you have to think about. Man, it's too much work. It's fun. All right. It's very exciting when you are uh, getting close. And I've gotten close many times, only one once, but I've had a lot of really good runs in Survivor Pools. Well, it's time for you and I to do one together. And yep. we're going to play along on this podcast, and That's you right. guys can watch us set our Survivor Pool money on fire. Sounds good. So here's how here's the deal for this week. All right, um, there's only a few really good candidates anyway, right? So for example, here's the here's the starting level candidates. You got New Orleans, who's a nine and a half favorite, as we were saying against Tampa Bay, at home. Yeah. New England, who's a six point favorite at home against Houston. Green Bay, a seven and a half point favorite against your Bears. Can't do it. The Vikings, six and a half point favorites, um, hosting the San Francisco 49ers. The Lions are hosting the Jets and are six and a half point favorites. And the Baltimore Ravens are hosting the Buffalo Bills and their seven point favorites. Okay, so based on your strategy, it seems to me anybody who is thinking on level one, the yes. level that I was thinking on when I first made my assessment of how you should do survivor pools, yes. or my, my initial thought, my five second worth of thought, most people are going to either be taking the Ravens or the Lions because they don't necessarily want to use them in the future very much, hmm. but they think those are these are a good shot for them to win. That's actually level two. Level one is, what's the biggest favorite? Let me take that. And in fact, that's the Saints. And what most people are doing, at least on Yahoo, is taking the Saints. Like 30% of Yahoo people in Survivor okay. are taking the Saints. Well, it's good that level one exists because yes. that's a bad idea. Um, Baltimore is number two on Yahoo with 17%. Green Bay is number three with 15%. The Lions are number four with 10, with 10%. Okay, well, it sounds like the Lions might be a good choice then, if well, the Lions are only 10%. The Lions are not are a pretty good choice, but there's another reason why they're a good choice. Um, and it's that the rest of their schedule, they're not really they're not a team we're ever going to really want to take again. Yeah, I know. Well, that was part of the level one thinking, yeah, that's which true. That's is the saying, Ravens right? and Lions right. combined level one thinking was both of these teams are not very good. This is an, a week where Agreed. you want to yeah. take them. The, the Lions, just looking quickly, the Lions don't have another game where they're going to be this big a favor or even really close to this big a favor unless you know surprising things happen so they're an the incredible pick because only 10 percent of the field is taking them right as opposed to baltimore which in week 11 is hosting cincinnati and right now it looks like they're gonna be about six point favorites they're also hosting the the bucks in week 15 and be six point favorites there too that's nice we might really want to use them then also a higher percentage of the field is taking them this week right which is that's correct which so, is a mar- like let me explain this again just because yeah. this is confusing maybe but based on jonathan what jonathan was saying earlier even if we thought the Lions and the Ravens had an equal chance of winning, we would take the Lions because a smaller percentage of the field is taking it, meaning that more of the field that is not us gets knocked out if we're right. Correct. And the, and Or not right, but if the Ravens lose. Correct. Yeah. Right. So, like, yes, if we assume they have roughly the same amount of chance to lose, and they do, one's a six-and-a-half-point favorite, the other one's a seven-point yeah. favorite. So it's slightly different, but that's mitigated, although Baltimore's a slightly bigger favorite, by the fact that about half the people are taking Detroit that are taking 
Baltimore, at least in Yahoo pools, which is what we're using to make this determination. So, so I think Detroit is, is the team. Detroit's the pick? Yeah. All right. We're taking Detroit. We're taking Detroit in our survivor pools. That's great. We're never going to want them again unless weird stuff happens. Yeah. Um, we'll update you on that every week, of course. And uh, right now we're just playing a free survivor pool. We're going to put some money on the survivor pool as part of the bankroll as well. Uh, I mean, I'm in a survivor pool anyway. I'm going to take Detroit in that survivor pool. But um, yeah, I guess we will. We'll have to figure that out. Yeah, because this, this is the podcast survivor pool. Yes. This is like the special one. It's own one. separate survivor pool. If we win it, all of the listeners get a thank you. Yes, they do. A thank you note. Yeah. Handwritten. Untrue. Especially if the, and for the 10,000th listener gets that and Cracker Jack. 10,000 listeners. It only Cracker took Jack. us like four and a half years to get to that on our poker podcast. Yeah, this is going to go faster. Okay. Okay. So that's the survivor pool thing for this week. All right. Detroit the Lions. Lions. Let's We're do taking this. the Detroit Lions. They're up against the, the rookie quarterback starting, Sam Darnold. I love it. Yeah. Let's do this. Rookie quarterbacks suck. It'll be fine. We're going to win this game. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. Back to some more NFL over-unders. All right. I think one of the things we learned from so far doing the over-unders is we can't do like 12 in a row. Okay. We just get a little too deep into it or something. You know, it's too much. Well, we're going to have we have to do them all on this podcast because the know. season's starting. I don't know how we're going to get to all of them. There's so many. Maybe we just have to go quicker. All right. We'll go quicker. All right. So we left with uh, the Cleveland Browns. God, we're just at the D's. Okay. Dallas Cowboys. There were lots of A's, B's, and C's. Yes, there were. Um, the, the number is eight wins. Minus 130 over, plus 109 under. They no longer have Des Bryant. Jason Garrett's still the coach. <laughs> they no longer have Jason Witten, which probably doesn't really matter. It matters some. Uh, their offensive line has been injured, which is bad. The Giants are probably better than they were last year, but are not a great team. Yeah. The Eagles are going to be really good the this Eagles year. The Eagles are very sure. good. Uh, who's the other team in the I division? I don't even remember. Some uh, nobody. It's definitely some, someone. Some joke. That's mean. It's uh, I got it right here. It's coming up. Wow, the internet's so slow right now. It's not coming up. Okay, the answer is the oh the Washington team, the team from Washington. Hey, you did it. Yeah, I'm very impressed with myself. They have Alex Smith and Adrian Peterson on that team. They're at least going to be okay. Yeah. They're always pretty good. I like the under. Okay, I like the under too. Jerry Jones, fire everyone. Yeah. All right, cool. Moving on. <laughs> Denver Broncos. Ooh, they just cut the first-round pick Paxton Lynch. Yeah, well, he was... Case uh, Keenum's the quarterback now. See, that's an example of why you can't take a quarterback in the first round, Jonathan. Well, you got to take, a, you gotta take him, a running back there. They didn't overpay him. Oh, really? They didn't pay him money for doing nothing? That seems like they overpaid him to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's legit fair. All right, so the Broncos, the number is seven for the wins, and it's over is minus 143, under is plus 120. I'm surprised that the over is minus 143. The Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders are in the division. I guess the Raiders are going to be horrible. The Raiders are going to be bad. The Chargers are going to be pretty good. No, they're going to be good, yeah. And, and the Chiefs are good, man. Unless Pat Mahomes sucks. The Chiefs have one of the worst defenses in the NFL this year. But they were, they've were they been so good the last few years. But their defense was part of that. What happened to their defense? Um, a lot of things, I guess. Okay. But like a lot apparently, of random unknown things. Yeah, things that I don't really understand. <laughs> but people are people that I think know more about defense okay. than I do say that they're one of the worst defenses. Dude, in the they league. added Sammy Watkins though. They did add Sammy Watkins. I mean, come on, Spencer Ware's still on the team. I don't know. Um, so what do you think? What do you like here? I like the, the over. You like the over? Really? I think they still have Von Miller. I'm taking the under. You know why? Case Keenum. That's exactly why. Overrated. Huge mistake to sign that guy. He's a backup. All right, we'll see. Yeah, oh, we'll see. All right. You Detroit Lions. We already waited on the Detroit Lions. Yeah. We're taking uh, the no, under. I don't want to make a bet on the Broncos. Okay. Taking the under on the Lions. Green Bay Packers. Regular season wins. The number is 10. Under. 
The under is minus 123, over is plus 103. I like the under for the same reasons we were talking about the Lions. Yeah. They have to get to 11 wins for us to get paid. Feels hard to get to. Nine feels more likely. Rodgers gets hurt a fair amount. It feels too. like every division game for them is going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah, except maybe the Lions. Maybe not the Lions. But yeah. I, I hear you. I, I agree with you. And they're going to be playing a relatively tough schedule. Oh, no, they won 7-9, and nine, actually. Their schedule won't be too bad. Houston Texans. Eight and a half is the number. Minus 143 over, plus 120 under. They got Deshaun Watson. This is so predicated on if he stays healthy or not. Well, right now he's healthy. That's what we know. And also J.J. Watt's health. He's a yep. huge game changer. They're obviously. both healthy right now. So I think we have to assume they're healthy. Right? That means I like the over. If Me too. I mean, they, they have a lot of talent on that team. It's, I not, mean, it's not just J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson. I mean, Lamar Miller is not amazing. but He's fine. Um, Will Fuller, if he stays healthy, is is a really good deep threat along with DeAndre Hopkins, who might be the best possession receiver in the NFL. He's quite good. Their yeah. defense is always great. Yeah, I mean, if they if they have a healthy defense with J.J. Watt and um, who's the dummy who was the number one overall pick, Jadavian Clowney. Oh, yeah. Um, I only call him the dummy because in the hard knocks for, for Houston, they had a little clip where Bill O'Brien was talking to his staff, and he's like, yeah, Clowney's a little bit. And then he knocked on his own head as if to say, like, <laughs> there's nothing inside his head. <laughs> like hollow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Colts, Jaguars, and Titans are in their division. That feels like one of the easier divisions. Ultimately. Jaguars are tough. Jaguars were tough last year. Are the Jaguars tough? People Blake think, Bortles is a quarterback. Let's not go crazy. People think they have the best defense in the NFL. Would you rather be have the Jags or the Houston Texans? I mean, I like I'll the take Texans Houston. I'll way take better. Houston. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm just saying it's not a complete cakewalk division. I mean, as, as divisions go, it may be the easiest division in the league. If Houston and Jacksonville are both good, it's not that easy. For the Colts, right, but we're looking from the Houston point yeah. of view. I'm saying Houston's yeah. good. I'm saying the Colts The Colts may struggle because this is Lux, Lux hasn't played for a year and a half. Um, Jacksonville, I think, overachieved last year. And Tennessee's, you know, just Tennessee. Give me a break. No, sorry, Tennessee fans. So I like the over for Houston here. What do you think? I like the over. Minus 143 over eight and a half. Lock it up. Hey, here's the Indianapolis Colts. Six and a half wins. Ooh, six and a half is kind of tasty. But the over is minus 195. The under is plus 162. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. This is a tough one. I guess well, I have to take the over. Wait. They're playing against uh, the Texans and the Jaguars. Yeah. For them, it might be a tough division. What if Luck isn't really back? Yeah, what if Luck isn't really Give back? Give me the under at plus 162. Their defense is horrible. I'll take the under. Yeah, let's go with the under yeah. on that. By the way, when we're doing these over-unders... These are just our thoughts. We're not actually making these bets as part of our bankroll bet. Correct. Just to be clear. We'll let you know. When we get to the bankroll section, we'll tell you. Yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. We're just talking about them. The number is nine wins. The over is minus 133. The under is plus 112. Under all day, baby. Because you don't believe in the Bortle Nader? The Bortle Nader can Nader his own Bortles on the bench. I think you can see that on uh, Pornhub. Real sex? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So... Here's the thing about Blake Bortles that we've talked about on a previous iteration of this podcast. (laughs) He looks exactly like Pete Sampras. He does. And that guy (laughs) was really good at tennis. But he's not good at football. How do you know? Did he ever play quarterback in the NFL? How did he do? He failed. Did LeBron James ever play tight end in the NFL? I bet he would have been good at it. You bet, but you don't know. I bet. Also, LeBron James is still playing basketball. So? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's your point i made it sound like that was a reason though the way i yeah. said it um i like the under for sure you like under nine on jacksonville yeah what do you think i guess if i'm taking the over on houston i gotta take the under on jacksonville there you go kansas city chiefs this is the team 
always good, but you said their defense is no longer anything but in tatters. The number is eight wins. The under is plus 103. The over is minus one. I'll take the under. Mahomes is going to be a, a trash yeah, fire. Yeah, second-year quarterback, and you say their defense is bad. I'm with you. Chargers over nine wins. Wow. Minus 165 is the over. That might be the easiest division. Plus 138. Broncos bad. Raiders, Chiefs. Oh, wow. That's the easiest division. All right. Let's take the Chargers over nine. Yeah, over. Okay. Rams. See, we're blowing through this now. Rams over nine and a half wins. Minus 178. All right. So they've got... Plus 148. The Seahawks, who are no longer a big threat. They've got the Niners. Who may be a threat. Who may be a threat. And they've got the the Broncos. No, not the Broncos. That's wrong. Definitely not the Broncos. Who's the other team? I can't... Why did I just the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals who are horrible bad oh so this is why they're gonna it's they're gonna feast on the Cardinals and the Seahawks and maybe the 49ers too yeah 49ers could be good the Rams are another one of those teams though where both sides of the ball look pretty good Reg- that said regression to the mean is a big thing in the NFL and so everybody's exploded. gonna be eight and eight is that what you're saying everybody they exploded last year in every possible way I mean are they really gonna do that again I guess they won 13 games last year no everybody's gonna be eight and eight because of regression to the mean so that's just math eight, you just have to get to 10 wins I think they're gonna get to 10 yeah, wins I, I'll take the over on yeah the Rams. okay give us the over at my, the minus 178 here's a fun one the Miami Dolphins why is it fun because Miami fun. has a lot of Cuban food first of all plantains are amazing second of all who's starting at running back for the Miami Dolphins you know what they said Kenyon Drake, right? No. Frank Gore, they said? No. Who's the third? They said Kenyon Drake or Frank Gore. They just said that today. They released that as their starting running back is this guy or that guy. <laughs> Who does that and why? Okay, let's not pretend that that actually matters for their, their seasonal over-under it window. It says something about Adam Gase, though, doesn't it? Uh, does it? Doesn't it? No, I don't think so. I think it does. Okay, I, okay what's, but, their, what's their line? Okay. <laughs> it's six and a half. The over is minus 121, though. They got to play the Patriots twice a year, but they also get to play the Bills twice a year. And the Jets. And the Jets. I think I like the over. I think they... I mean, they get at least three wins from the Bills and the Jets, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, they just have to win four more games the rest of the if season. If Tannehill remains healthy, they have at least a reasonable offense. It's not awesome, but it's reasonable. Yeah. I think they also have a reasonable defense. Kenyon Drake, actually, I think is probably going to be pretty good. They have Cameron Wake, who's a, a great edge rusher. Is he still good? I think so. Maybe. All right. I mean, you talk me into it. Give cool. us the over at minus 120. Do they have sure. Brent Grimes or is he somewhere else now? I have no idea. Okay, cool. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. What is it? Is it 17? Is that the the line? 17 yeah. wins. Yeah. The over is minus 150. Uh, the number is 10, actually. That's the biggest one we've seen so far. Packers also were 10. Well, so it ties with the biggest one we've seen so far. So I guess the <laughs> question is, do we believe that the Vikings are better than the Packers? Because we said under for the Packers because of the same reasons we might say under for the Vikings. We do believe the Vikings. I believe the Vikings are better than I the Packers do. for sure. I certainly do they, as well. They got better, right? Yeah. They were good. They won 13 games last year and got better. Yeah. So, yes, I think they're better. Um, minus 10. 10 wins is minus 153. The under is plus 128. I guess I got to take the over. Yeah. Even if I got to get to 11 win. wins, it's hard, man. We're taking the under on all the other teams in that division. It would be irresponsible not yeah. to take the over on the Vikings. It's hard to argue that. All yeah. right. Here's the team with, I think, the highest over-under out of everyone, uh, great. It's the Tom Brady-led <laughs> New England Patriots, the greatest of all time. Yeah, eleven wins. The over is minus one thirty-two anyway, because the Patriots always get more than eleven wins. I always. mean, that division is so easy for them. Yep, that's that's a big reason. Yeah, 
Nathan Peterman is starting is the starting quarterback of one team. Sam Darnold is the starting quarterback of another team, and and an injured running Tannehill is the third guy. Yeah, I got to take the of over. Of course, it's the over. Any, it's always the any over. other division. I take the under eleven, but the, Whatever, the line man. the line would be different. Obviously, it's always the over. Would you the take Patriots. the over? 11 for the Patriots if they were in the NFC North instead of the Lions? It's always <laughs> the over with Tom Brady and the Patriots. They always win 11 games. Actually, they always win 12 games or 13. It's crazy. It's because it's easy. Because they're so good. So you don't think the division being they're horrible? They're so good. I just don't think we can make it through all these over-unders, man. There's so many more to go. <laughs> There's like 10 more. We can do it. Keep all going. All right. We're going to go fast. Saints. The number is nine wins. The over is a pretty big minus 226, though. The under is plus 186. Give me the under. Because of the numbers? Yeah, like the price. It's just because of the price. If yeah. it was anything close to the money, They're a pretty good like team, though, man. They are, but they got to get to 10 wins. And, you know, Drew Brees is getting older, man. Yeah, but he's and always they, getting older. They I'm waxed. getting older. They waxed last season. I think they're going to wane this season. Bruce Wayne, that is. Wow, you're just trying too hard with these puns. I don't think so. I think I'm trying just hard enough. Or no, I think it's a different thing. You're not trying hard enough. You you're See, trying. You don't even know. No, no. <laughs> let me explain what the problem is. You're trying to make a pun. I did. But you are not trying hard enough to make a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but did you like the wax and wane thing by itself? That was no. Good. They waxed and now they're gonna wane. That's pretty strong. I didn't. And then Bruce Wayne, <laughs> for no reason other than it's also Wayne. He's Batman. Uh huh. Yeah, just like uh, Drew Brees. Christian Bale. Oh, <laughs> Christian Bale was Batman, dude. Drew Brees never played Batman. <laughs> Some dumb, dumb Someday. thing to say. Um, all right, I'll take, So, what do you what do you like? Over or under? I like Nine the months. over actually. Minus two twenty six. You still I'll like take, it? Huh? I'll take the over. All right, New York Giants. Saquon Barkley, over seven. Under seven. Over is minus one fifty. Under is plus one twenty six. This feels like pretty no, much a no brainer to me. Under. Big time under. Anytime there's a really popular team like the from New York, take. Take the thing that the public isn't going to take. Too many New Yorkers are going to bet the over just because. New York Jets regular season wins. Over the number is six. Over is plus Ooh. 126. Under is minus 150. I want to take the under real bad. I'm taking the under. Give me the under. They got a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Got they got to get to they got to go seven and nine for us to lose money. You got to take the under. Yeah, you take the under. Oakland Raiders. Under. Under. The number's eight, but it's minus 190. It's a clear under. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, they're going to win like four games, right? Maybe not even that many. They Let's may win two games. Why, though? Because they they traded away Khalil Mack. Yeah. And they got nothing uh, of present value. It's only future value. That is a big part of it. Yeah. So that's definitely a big part of it. The rest of their defense is not so good anymore. They don't have Martavis Bryant. They don't have Michael Crabtree. Jordy Nelson is 68 years old. This is just not a team that... I mean, if Jordy Nelson still ha- really had a lot in him, the Packers would have kept him, right? Or some... I mean, come on. Derek Carr has perpetual eye makeup John on. John Gruden is a disaster waiting to happen. This is not going to end John well. Gruden has the haircut of an 11-year-old. He has a 10-year contract. This is crazy. And a 10-year-old's haircut. It's well, amazing. So when the, by the time that guy is a junior in college... What is with the Raiders and the haircuts? Because also Mark Davis, the owner of the well, Raiders. I mean, those that that's a clear correlation, right? There's like he hired a guy who was the same haircut yeah. as him. I mean, that's like that's on purpose. Yeah, clearly. I don't. You even guys know should look up Mark Davis' haircut it. if you haven't seen. Uh, it. I mean, or just Mark Davis. Period. Yeah, it's a little creepy. Okay, Philadelphia Eagles. The number is ten. Okay, they are really good. They won the Super Bowl. Um, Minus 113 for the over, minus 105 for the under. They got the Cowboys. 
the Eagles. The Eagles. Sorry, Eagles. there are the, the Washingtons and the Giants. Give me uh, the over. Yeah, I'll take the over with that division. Wentz is missing the first game, but we know Foles is at least going to be pretty good for them. Foles can beat the Patriots, Yeah, who you everybody. think are so special. Pittsburgh Steelers, the number is 10, over minus 140, under plus 118. By the way, you notice a pattern here. Almost all the overs are minus. Almost yeah. all the, Everyone takes the over. Yeah. It's more fun to root for teams to win right. than, to, than to root for them to lose. You know, And for that reason, I'm taking the under on the Steelers. That's a good reason to take it. No, I just don't I don't really believe in the Steelers that much this year. They got a high-tech offense. Yeah, that's true. They do have the robotic offense. Oh, oh, yeah, but a lot of electronics. You know what? You can't, you can't get a robot to recognize the difference between love and lust. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> just give it a few years, man. It's coming. Okay. It's coming. All right. Here's, a, here's actually a really interesting one. The San Francisco 49ers. This they is were a questionable awful. one, yeah. Then Jimmy Garoppolo won five games in a row. Won all five games he played. Yeah. It's weird. It's very weird. They won they were a lot of close games, but he played great. The number is the number is eight and a half. They just lost Jarek McKinnon for the season, but I'm not sure that matters. It probably doesn't matter. I mean they added so now they have Alf Morris and Matt Breida. It's yeah. probably fine, right? Kyle Shanahan is really good as an offensive coordinator, clearly, even though he's the coach now, but he clearly knows how to make offenses work. They have Richard Sherman now. Maybe that helps. I mean, it's possible. What do you think? The over is plus 133. The under 8.5 is minus 159. So they're favorites to go under 8.5. I like the under. They got to play. Who are they playing? They're playing the Seahawks, Seahawks. They're playing the Cardinals. And they're playing the Rams. So they got some easy games in there. Yeah. I think I like the over. I am not a believer in Garoppolo for um, the long haul. Just yet. because you don't want him to end up. It's being not why. Good. It's not why. I just think like it's easy to get excited over a five-game winning streak. People are more excited the fact that he won five games and saying like he played like a god. You know, it's more that he got the wins, which is like Case Keenum should be MVP because they're twelve and one. Did like, you see his numbers? They were actually good. They were good, but they weren't like unbelievable, right? They were good. So as opposed to like Deshaun Watson, whose numbers were out of this freaking world. So like he comes back healthy. You can say fuck on this podcast. Oh yeah. I like that. He comes back healthy. Like, I think the Texans might be the best team in the league. It's not crazy. But, like, come on. Show me. I mean, maybe Jimmy's going to be the real deal, but I'm not yet convinced. Seattle Seahawks. Under, whatever it is. You love the Seahawks. I know they're near and dear to your heart. Eight wins. Under. The under is minus 172. The over is plus 143. It's a clear under. Yeah, you got to go under on that one. got to go under no matter what. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Six and a half wins. The under is minus 154. The over is plus 129. Mm, I kind of want to take the over, but they're bad. They're so bad. And Winston's not playing the first three games. Yeah, but Give me Fitzpatrick's the a reasonable backup. Who is it? Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, is he still a reasonable Harvard backup? man. They do always bring that up. He's got that brain. I'll take the under. Okay. All right. Tennessee Titans. Eight wins. Over is minus 122. Under is plus 103. I have an opinion. I, I feel like you're an anti-Titans guy. Oh, yeah. I feel like they're poised for a breakout year. You know why I'm why I'm anti Titans, right? Because you don't like extremely large versions of humans. Titans. What? Oh, okay, yeah, sure. That that's a good reason. Yeah, good as any. Also, people in Tennessee can go suck an egg. Wow, that was <laughs> weird. I don't know why. Why? Why so much? Vi- I actually, I'm actually going to Tennessee in a few weeks. Why so, so much? I, I apologize, everyone, for saying against, that against the volunteers. I'm of actually going to be in Tennessee. Well, it's weird that I would say that. So hopefully, this, I'm hopefully in, this I'm podcast gets popular really fast, and you yeah. get the shit beat out of you by somebody. In I was Tennessee. just kidding anyway. I just don't. I don't really have a reason not to like them. Over. I just don't like I'm taking them. the over. I mean, who else is in that division? It's Houston. Oh, this is what we're talking. About. Houston and Jacksonville and Indianapolis. They could be the worst team in that division if, they if Andrew could Luck be. is back. 
I want the over anyway. Okay. I believe. I'll take the under on that. Finally, the Washington Hurhurs. Um, seven wins is the number. Over is minus 126. Under is plus 106. I like the over. I like the under on the Giants, over on the Reds. On the Reds. Yes. I'll take that as the well. The Washington Reds. Okay, good. I'll take the over. Alex Smith, he's he's all right. Okay. So we got through it somehow. It took yeah. like three hours, but we got through the over-unders. We're only an hour ten into this thing, man. Oh, good. We got another two hours left in this podcast. So now we're going to talk about... Um, we're going to sort of kick around some actual bets we're going to make with our with our 10K bankroll here. Yeah, and we haven't even really discussed this outside of the podcast. No. But like, what percentage of the bankroll are we going to use for each of these bets? You, we know? should be betting something like... Two and a half percent, I would think, something like two hundred fifty dollars. If bets. there's a bet we really like, we might want to bet more. Absolutely, than that. no, yeah. but the unit could be it could be two hundred dollars actually. Do like two hundred dollars right. units. Is yeah. Pretty reasonable. So this is the real bankroll bet discussion. This is a real bankroll we're really going to have. Yeah. You're going to follow along each week, see how we're doing. Watch us as the podcast is saying, light money on fire. It's going to be fun. So, I th- I mean I still really like my Steelers minus three and a half at Cleveland, as as you know, that was my best bet. So obviously I feel pretty good about that all right. i don't know if you agree or not we can we can do that bet i you've convinced me on that one cool all right we'll um, uh so we'll, we'll put the 250 on that yep all right one unit i think one unit's fine all right so 250 250 bucks equals one unit yep out of the bankroll so we're putting 250 on the Steelers to beat the spread yes three and a half three and a half okay put it on the board it's there it's on the board we're gonna bet this right after this podcast ends i yeah. guess all right um i want the lions under on the season. Yeah, you talked me into that one. Yeah. Now, the obviously our great. payout's not going to be amazing at the minus 187 of so but so we're only going to do one unit on this. We yeah, don't, yeah, we don't yeah, love this bet. That's fine. So another 250 on the Lions Good. at uh, under 8 wins. I got a weird one for you. Okay. Get ready. I can't. Jets to win the AFC East. What is the what is the line on 16 that? 16 to 1. Wow. Yeah. Like 16 to 1. I don't know if I can get behind it, man. It's hard. This this is what you need to happen for the Jets to win. You need Brady to get injured. And then other things to happen. Then you need other things to happen, too. But Brady getting injured means it's possible, right? Without Brady getting injured, there's basically no chance. But Brady gets injured a lot more than one every 16 times. Yeah, I guess if the Patriots are hobbled in any way, the other teams aren't that good. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, yeah. I'm like the Bills aren't going to win the division. I guess the the Dolphins could, but they could not. I mean, the, I mean, the way you win. just said the Bills aren't going to win the division, you would say that about the Jets if this bet was for the Bills. Of course I would. Yeah. But it's Nathan Peterman. I'm not I don't know if I want to put my half of the bet on this thing. I don't, I don't know, know if I do either. I don't, no, I don't know I, either. There's this, this is, is just this to kick is, it around. This is a time for discussion, you know, cuz This reasonable is real money bet. we're talking about. I don't here, know if it's a good idea to actually bet it, but it's something I saw and I was like that's sort of interesting. Like one out of 16 times. Actually, it's one out of 17, right? So you have to do it one out of 17 times, then we break even. Anything more often than that, we win. Brady gets hurt. I mean, Brady's missed the season twice in his career, I think, right? So, And one of those years, they were 11-5 and five with Matt Castle. That's true, but they don't have a good backup anymore. Well, they... they Brian Hoyer. I mean, Brian Hoyer's... Brian Hoyer's a reasonable backup. He's okay, you're right. He's, He's Matt actually, Castle. Actually, they probably win the division with Brian Hoyer. Yeah, this is a bad bet. All right. We're not making that you bet. You talked me out of it. Fine. Yeah, so by the way, in this, in this bankroll segment... We're not going to have a set number of bets we're doing every week. No, we're of course not. We're going to do at least one, but we're not going to force ourselves to make bets that we don't like. The whole point of being a successful sports better, one of the points is they have to make, the, you know, they put up all the lines. We get to pick and choose whatever ones we like. So some, sometimes we may do a lot. Sometimes we may do one or two or three, and that's it. So far, we have two. Is there anything else that stands out for you? Yes. And this is a previously unmentioned segment yes. of the podcast, but. Although these are all going to be minus expected value bets for the most part, 
Mm-hmm. We're going to do some long shot bets this year because it's just fun. Yeah. Like bets that pay out huge. And one that stood out to me immediately when looking through the sports book was that the chances to be the Associated Press NFL MVP odds show Aaron Donald at, this is the number, yeah. plus 20,738. Which, which translates to about 207 to 1. 207 to 1 for yeah. Aaron Donald to win MVP. That's now, pretty good. Now, there's a lot of reasons why this bet is bad. But <laughs> yes, there are. There, here's a reason why it's good. Okay, we bet one unit on this. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty significant payout if uh, if we hit that. That's that's what's fun about the long shot bets. That's true. It's fifty thousand dollars if you bet one unit on it. Yes, yeah, so we're strong. gonna put we're gonna put one unit to this, right? We're I agree- haven't agreed to anything yet. All right, I want to talk about both. I want to talk about the cons of this. All right, the cons. Obvious con is defensive players never win MVP. It has happened. It's happened twice in the, in the league history. And how many years is that? Um, I don't know, but I know they've been giving out the AP. I can find out exactly, but I know they've been giving out at least since 1971 because that's the first time a defensive player won it. All right, let's be. So it's a- been at least 50 years, if not a lot more. Okay, let's be liberal with it and say 60 years. Great, 200 to one. Still, like well, that's, two two out of sixty is pretty oh, good, right? But now that's just a defensive player, not this defensive. No, player. No, I right. know, I I understand, but you know when the last time a defensive player won? You know how long it's been? Because I do. I don't. It's been thirty-two years since okay. a defensive player won. It's been a while. There have been years when it really looked like a defensive player probably sh- could and should win. I.e., J.J. Watt a few years, yeah, where there were no really good offensive candidates and still a, a quarterback won pretty much every time. Well, so that is meaningful to me. It makes it this less of a right. good bet. Two hundred seven to one helps. Two hundred seven to one. Aaron Donald. Let's talk about Aaron Donald a little okay. bit. Uh, per Pro Football Focus, which does like advanced metrics on sure. players based on their positions uh, against historical averages yeah. and stuff like that. Aaron Donald was the best player in the NFL last year. Really? Yes. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty by, good. Like by a significant margin, the best player in the NFL. All right, I at, like that. At that any makes me want to at bet any on position. It. Which makes me want to bet him as okay. if we're going to choose a defensive player. Here's another reason to bet on him, and it's that you pretty much need to pick a guy who's on a team that is going to win a lot of games. It's going to be one of the best yeah. teams in the league. And the Rams could be that team. And you also want to pick a guy, and this actually is a little bit questionable for him now, but without a, without an obvious offensive MVP candidate. Now, they have Gurley, who could yeah. be that guy. But Goff is not that guy. No, it doesn't So that's seem good. Like, yeah. So you don't have to worry about the quarterback like taking it just because they're pretty good. Like it's gonna be If they win and the MVP goes to, one, to a Ram, it's going to be Gurley or Donald most of the time, right? Yep. Those are like the only two guys. Unless Goff gets unbelievable, which seems unlikely. Yeah. Like I don't know who else is supposed to. It ain't going to be Brandon Cooks, you know? Right. All right. So let's talk about what we need to happen for this okay. to pay out, which, by the way, it only has to pay out like one out of every 190 times for it to be a worthwhile bet. Why not one out of every 208 well, times? Because I don't want to spend the time clicking the buttons. You know, it's it's worth a little extra. Okay, fine. Yeah, shoe leather cost. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's 207. Um, so what we need to happen is there needs to be no amazing quarterback here by anybody. Right. There can't be like a 44 touchdown, two interception. Aaron right. Because then it doesn't here. matter. Because that that guy's gonna win. Or anything close to that. It doesn't have to be that good. All right, what is the... Before we're talking about what Aaron Donald's numbers have to be, what does the best quarterback in the NFL's numbers have to look like for a quarterback not to win MVP? Good. 31 touchdowns, maybe 33 touchdowns. Like six interceptions. I think more, like like 10 interceptions and not a crazy... And 4,200 yards. No, they could be 4,500 yards. That's like good, but here's the thing. If that quarterback's team goes 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7, and seven, they ain't winning. Right. If their team is fifteen and one, they might win. Yeah, that's that's part of the trick of all this. All right, if 
Here's a scenario where I think Aaron Donald can win MVP. Okay. Well, no, this is this is just a random choice, but let's assume the Packers win 13 games. Aaron and the Rams also win 13 games. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers throws for 33 touchdowns, six interceptions, 4,500 yards. Right. So it's like a good year, but not his best year, and certainly not a great NFL MVP year. Yeah. Aaron Donald has 22 sacks. <laughs> so he breaks the sack record? Ties it. Okay. That's what J.J. Watt did. All right. Uh, 22 sacks, like six forced fumbles, and a couple defensive touchdowns, along with like batting down a bunch of balls. I think then he could win it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers usually wins in that case, too, but... But if you could get me to that scenario, I'd be sure. I'd be if you knew, if you told me that scenario is going to happen a fair amount of the time, I'd be excited to bet. Throw on in that. one of those su- super highlight plays where the ball gets tipped to the line and he intercepts it at like his own twenty yard line and somehow goes eighty yards for a touchdown. Maybe maybe what you have to do to win defensive player of the, or MVP as a defensive player too is have like like you're saying sort of a signature play that actually turns a game. Yeah. So like you know you're down by one with you know this much time you get the strip sack run it in yourself for a touchdown at the end of the game to win the game you would have lost and now people are starting to call you like wow they can see the impact even more you need something like that to happen to donald's a reasonable guy to get something like that. so the question is does that scenario happen more than one out of 207 times yeah on average i mean it's maybe it feels like the answer is yes yeah. but they're giving us that number which means they think the answer is no to be clear yeah i know they're and these guys are not idiots this right. is pinnacle this is Pinnacle's numbers. They absolutely know what they're doing. Yeah. So that's important to keep in mind. Is so you shouldn't do any betting. <laughs> is what you're saying? No, I mean, we're, I, I don't think you shouldn't. I don't think it's that, but I think you have to be really careful with this with these long shot bets, especially because they really they're really good at crushing people on these. Well, that's to say you can't pick and choose. Another well. reason that I like someone this, has to win. Another reason that I like this bet is I think they're really a lot more likely to give a more reasonable price on a long shot bet for something like this if it's a defensive player right. for MVP because That's fair. they don't think people are going to flock to it. Like they might flock to like Saquon Barkley or something. Right. And to give and to just to give people a sense of like some of the offensive players who are in the same zip code um, in terms of the odds, Baker Mayfield is like 181 to one to win. And so according to them, he's more likely to win the MVP. I mean, than that, can't, That's that can't be right. That's that absurd. That can't right. be right. Josh Allen is, is 181 to one. Josh Rosen is. Keenan Allen is 166 to one. I, I mean, mean, Aaron Donald is clearly more likely right. to win than those guys. Andy Dalton is better odds. Jordan Howard, well, Jordan Howard, I guess, is more likely. And that's reasonable. Um, Nick Foles is 100 to win. To, and to one to win, excuse me, which I guess I understand, but come on. Yeah. Like Joe Flacco. J.J. Watt, by the way, who's a comparable player, and actually at this point not as good, is 119 to 1. Right. So if we're it, using that as a metric, we like Donald, right? Yeah. You're kind of talking me into Donald. I, I'll admit it. You're, Blake Bortles is 119 to 1. So we're but, making, these, but comparing it to, to offensive players is not really the right thing to do. The question is, is it a good bet on its own, not compared to what the other prices are? I mean, it's. I think it's a really good. If we're gonna choose a long shot bet, it's a good long shot. It's bet. a good long shot bet. As yeah. as I said, long shot bets are typically gonna be worse for us than the other bets. But yeah. it's fun to have a couple in the portfolio. I agree. I agree. No, I think it's fine to to do a, a serious long shot bet. It would be nice if, like, we're gonna need Gurley not to have a monster year, and for the Rams to win a lot of games anyway. Yeah, that's part of it because they're gonna have to be like. Well, it should probably. It's only like a few teams that can win, and we can't give it to Brady again, and he hasn't had that good a year. And Rodgers and the Packers haven't been that good. You know, you can't give to Cousins because even the Vikings win. They're not really, you know, he hasn't been that well, great. What if, what if Gurley that. has a year like he had two years ago when he was bad? Yeah. And the Rams get 13 wins like right. in the uh, early 2000s Baltimore Ravens style where mm-hmm. like the defense is the real reason. I mean, this is the J.J. Watt thing. Yeah. This and is exactly the J.J. Watt yeah. thing. 
So basically, he has a JJ Watt year from a couple of years ago, and nobody yeah. else is a viable candidate. And yeah, no, that's that's definitely the way it happens. Yeah, and he may be the most likely defensive player who does that, and he's on the right team. According to Pro Football Focus, which I don't, I haven't like looked deep into their <laughs> metrics or and how they work or anything, but they just watch every play and score them. Yeah, by eye. So I mean, that's better than just randomly guessing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's reasonable. It's good. Thinking he's the best player in the entire league. I mean, it's that. Is great. Yeah. Makes me feel better about it. I'm o- I'm okay. Let's do it. We're in. All right. So to recap, the bets that we are making yes. are Lions under eight wins for $250, one unit. Yes. Uh, with a return of, of like 160 bucks yeah. if we win. Um, Steelers. Steelers to win by more than three and a half points in week one against the Browns. Hell yeah. For the $250. Yep. We are not doing the Jets to win the AFC East. No. Because that is a bad bet. <laughs> um, and we're taking Aaron Donald at 207 to 1 to win the MVP of the NFL this year for 250 bucks. Sounds great. Hey, 50K, man, if we hit that. I want it. Yeah, sounds good. I want that money. All right. I guess that's about it for the yes. first episode How of. How long was this episode? Grant and Jonathan lighting money on fire by sports betting or whatever the hell we're calling this thing. Yeah. Um, it was only an hour 23. Oh, my know? God. That's nothing. It's nothing. Welcome to Park. It's, it's longer than the movie Phone Booth. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed it. We will be back next week to talk about yep. more bets and make more jokes. And So we're going to be coming out on Wednesdays. Is that, the, that what it looks like? Seems like a good time to come out during yeah. the NFL season, at least. We might change that up during NBA season once sure. NFL is not around but anymore. But at least for now, before like Thursday Night Football and the new NFL week starts, it's good yeah. for Survivor pools, too. Yeah. Okay. Wednesdays it is. Wednesdays it is. Great. All right, guys. We'll see you next week.